So let, let me back up a little bit, uh, and what I'll do is I'll go through the five ways, and then I'll lace right back around, and we'll, we'll catch it, all right? So there's five ways to become a great martial artist, and Evelyn, the first one is patience. So we say patience. So it takes time, and so you have to be patient with yourself. It means you have to be kind to yourself. The easiest shortcut to getting good at martial arts fast is not needing to get good at martial arts fast. So in other words, if you do it for the joy of doing it, you do it for the pleasure of doing it, it opens up your ears, it opens up your receptors, and you learn so much quicker because there's no pressure on you to kind of have to learn. Make sense? So then martial arts becomes a journey rather than a destination. How many of you have ever had a, something you really wanted for a really long time and, and you worked really, really, really hard to get it and then you got it and you're happy for a whole afternoon? <laughs> We've all had that. You drive it off the lot and then the next day you're kind of like, ah, I should have got the red, right? But that day, it really made you happy. And you come to this point in life where you realize it wasn't really the thing it was the journey on the way, the savoring on the way to the thing that really gave you pleasure. You know, you don't want to look back on 10 years of martial art practice and realize that you missed most of it because you wanted to get to year 10. Make sense? And that's really what we mean by patience. And the second way, Ben, to become a great martial artist is perseverance. perseverance. Everybody say perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance, perseverance means that we want to ha develop habits of being really consistent in what we do, being regular in what we do, knowing that, that there are just things that we just do. We make them our habits. We do them when we don't have to think. Here's the thing. There's a thing, uh, I think it's the, the phrase started out in Silicon Valley, but they call it decision fatigue, right? And, but this is true of all businesses, all family life, everything. If you make too many decisions in one day, you'll start making bad decisions. Because the mind can only handle a certain number of decisions. So if you had to, like when you were a little kid, really think about how to get the toothpaste out of the tube, how to get it on the toothbrush, should you brush your teeth, how long should you brush your teeth, do you do the uppers, do you do the was too much, right? And that's why we have to teach our children how to brush their teeth. But you're, you have this built-in mechanism, after a while it just becomes a habit. And then you can be listening to music and brush your teeth and you don't have to decide whether or not you're going to brush your teeth every single day. Make sense? The sooner you can move your martial art practice out of the realm of a decision, the sooner it becomes a habit and then it gets a lot easier for you. Make sense? Because if you're deciding, if it's Wednesday and you're going, it's Wednesday, I wonder if I'll go to class or not tonight. It's just a matter of time before the weeds of life will eat that up and you won't come to class. So instead, just kind of set yourself in stone. I understand some of you are work on two days and three days off and sometimes not. I understand all that. So you work around that, work on the edges around all that. But the reality is, is figure out what your training schedule is and keep that training schedule, right? So um, is there anybody in here that has employees or had employers or pe people like that? Well, with, whether or not this is a good example or not, but you can certainly use this example in martial arts. You can use it in employer-employee situations, everything. When you have that, that employee that goes, no, I'm so passionate. I'll come in two hours early. I'll come in on weekends. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be. You almost, as, a, as an employer, you almost say, no, cool your jets. I really appreciate that. I love that. You're such a good person.
but I don't want that. I don't want you to burn yourself out. What I want you to do is be really consistent. These are the things I want done each day. These are the things I want done each week. And if you'll do all of those things, and then whatever you've got time for on the edges, that's cool. But don't worry about all that other stuff because you'll have that great employee for three whole weeks before they start getting sick and not showing up. Make sense? And same exact thing's true of martial arts. As people start martial arts, they say, oh, well, I'm coming on Monday and I'm coming on Tuesday and I'll be there on Wednesday. And I have a few of you that are doing that, so please, it's not, it's not directed at you. But, and I love it, and I love it when you do that. But the, 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 usually when that happens, that's very specific training cycles that people are going through for a purpose. Maybe somebody might have a bout coming up or somebody might have a rank, I, I get all that. But in general, two times a week, rain or shine, year in, year out, year in, year out, two times a week, and you will make massive amounts of progress if you do that. All right, third way to become a great martial artist, Mike. Practice hard. Practice hard, say that, practice hard. Practice hard. We just sometimes have to push ourselves, and that's important. And the fourth way to become a great martial artist, John. Practice exactly the way you want to perform. Practice exactly the way you want to perform. Everybody say that. Because we recognize the fallacy of practice makes perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect if you're practicing correctly, right? If I'm practicing two plus two is five, I can practice that a million times, but it's never gonna be five. But as soon as I understand the math, that two plus two is four, I practice that only a few times and then it works. Then I can move on to other things. And then finally, the fifth way to become a great martial artist, Matt, is? Meditation. Meditation. Everybody say meditation. meditation. So meditation is the process of disciplining your mind. So I'm gonna loop back to Matt's wonderful question. So there was a couple of statements in his question, so I have to kind of give you the background and explain that. So let, the first premise in, in the question he asked is a principle that we describe, we call the law of momentum. The law of momentum simply means this. Once you start heading in a direction, you'll have a tendency to continue to head in that direction. And that direction will get bigger and get bigger and big, get bigger and get bigger. And that direction that you're heading in can serve as a, a great blessing to you, or it can serve as a detriment to your life. And we've all been on both sides of that mountain, every single one of us, every single time. So the question then becomes, what is the first step that activates momentum. Because the first step is where all of your leverage and all of your power is. So in other words, if I've scheduled myself for a triple bypass and I'm 250 pounds overweight and I have diabetes, there's a whole lot of momentum that's already started. Make sense? And it would be far better, and maybe I can do something. There's a world is filled with people that have been in those very situations that, that took them a long time, but they were able to dig out of that hole. But where your real leverage is, is way, way before that happened, few years before that happened. And what that leverage looks like is working on the simple, easy things. So somebody might say something like, well, you know, um, making sure I'm watching my diet and drinking plenty of water. That, there's a lot of leverage there. Anybody can do that. Everybody in this room can do that. Make sense? Going for walks. Everybody in this room can do that on a pretty, pretty consistent basis, right? And then if I was to say, well, that's really interesting and that's a really a great thing. and I love that concept. But if I was to even scooch back just a little bit further, where would I even have more leverage even before that? Because you know, everybody knows that they should be drinking plenty of water and eating right and going on walks and doing all those kinds of things, but very few people do it. And I would submit to you that the reason that some people do it and some people don't do it 
is the place where the earliest piece of leverage starts, which is the thoughts that you choose to think. The thoughts that you choose to think. I was raised in a very poor and very unhealthy family. Very poor and very unhealthy. And I remember even as a young person, I would say to some of my relatives, well, you know, why don't you exercise? And they would just kind of give you this sort of this answer like, well, we, we're not the kind of people that do that. We just don't do that. You know, it's just, it, we don't, we don't I don't have time for that. I don't have time. For, we, no, I don't have time for that. And, and like, and he was, but you don't got to understand, you know, and I was working out at the time, but you got to understand, it's so good for your health, it's so good for your, and arguing with these people was like arguing with a rock. It was like, you just don't understand. I can't, I, I can't, I just can't, 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 can't. They, they passed out t-shirts that said can't on them, right? Now, I would just tell you that all that was was a mindset that had started, that somebody learned when they were a little girl that probably put on a little bit too much weight and friends told them that they were fat and then they felt bad about themselves and then they started that middle dialogue and that's the momentum that started. Now once that momentum starts, it makes you not exercise, it makes you eat lousy, it makes you look bad, it makes you feel better and it makes you say can't a whole lot. And then you end up with a heart attack, make sense? So where you get all of your leverage, all of your leverage to literally transform your life is in the littlest, tiniest thoughts that you choose to think. And the thoughts that support you will generate what I will call a supportive emotion. So what is a supportive emotion? It feels good. It feels like fun. It feels like joy. When you say something to yourself that feels good, you'll feel good. When you feel good, you'll begin to make good decisions that will lead you in the right direction. Does that make sense? So, why doesn't everybody do that? Because it's such a sim simple formula. The reason that everybody doesn't do that is because most people walk around feeling like crap and not knowing it. And the reason is, is they've gotten so used to feeling like crap, right? There's an old story that's told that if you take a bullfrog and you put it in hot water, it'll jump right out of the hot water. But if you take that bullfrog and you put it in a pan that's regular temperature, same temperature as its body, and you set that pan up on the stove and you were a cruel and evil mean person, and you turn that temperature up on that stove, and you turn it up gradually, that bullfrog will boil to death. And every single one of us is exactly like that bullfrog. So what begins to happen is, is we get so accustomed to not feeling good and making decisions that don't make us feel good and putting up with things that don't make us feel good. Most of those things are internal things that we just let it ride and let it ride and let it ride. And then we end up not living the kind of lives that we really deserve. Does that make sense? So the second part to Matt's wonderful question was, well, you know, what about, I forget the way he worded it, but basically the essence of it is, what about like the stuff that comes to you that kind of gets in your face? That, you know, this is all good philosophy and everything, but when somebody is right in front of your face or when you're dealing with something that you're right there every single day, 
What do you do about it? And the way I like it, I love the question so much, and the way I like to turn that question just a little bit, because we're all in this room martial artists, especially those of you in the front row that have been practicing for, in many cases, many, many, many years. If you were teaching a self-defense class or teaching a new student about a punch or a kick, and they're learning it, and, and they're, they're, you know, they're doing it, and you're encouraging them, and they're feeling pretty okay about it, and then they said, I get the punch, I get the kick and everything, but I don't get the feeling that if somebody jumped out from behind my car tonight and attacked me, I'd be able to drop them with it. What's your advice? And every one of you would say, oh, just keep punching and kicking. You got you to put in more time. You got to get good at this stuff. You got to work this stuff. Now, why would a person not do the work? Because in the bottom of their heart, they might be like somebody from my family. They said, but we're not the kind of people that put in that kind of time. We're not the kind of people that do that kind of work. We're not the kind of people that punch and kick things. Don't, isn't there a shortcut? Isn't there a better way? Isn't there a better way, Matt, other than having to get up every morning and meditate and connect the spirit inside you with your source? and be sensitive to how you feel and to go throughout each day making every single decision that you make based on whether it empowers you and better it, whether it lifts you up and to live your life as that, as a warrior? Isn't there just an easy, isn't there just a pill that we could just take so that you could be able to do that overnight? And the answer is you can't. But I will tell you this, if you stick with doing it in as little as six months, in six months your whole life will change upside down. If you meditate every single day for six months, I promise you, you'll be addicted for the rest of your life. If you meditate for a year, other people will start noticing. If you meditate for two years, your banker will start noticing. Life will change for you when you learn to discipline the mind. Make sense? So, to bring this to a quick close, we started with this, and I'll just say this again. Martial arts, does a lot of things. We got people in here that do tournaments. I know Chris loves to box and does that kind of stuff. We have other people do rank tests and all of those things. And we want you to continue to do all of those things and get, get, get all of those things. But get the mental stuff too, because the mental stuff will help you in all those other things. But plus, it'll just transform the level that you live. It just will unbelievably shake up your planet and your world. This is Joe Hertzellers from OhioMartialArts.com. Thanks for listening to my show. Hey, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. Good or bad, your comments mean the world to me. I put directions on how to put an iTunes review in the show notes. Also, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me by going to OhioMartialArts.com, scroll down to the bottom of any page, and hit the email link. Lastly, I wrote a book a few years ago called Break the Chain. You might like that if you like this podcast. I put the link in the show notes. Check it out on Amazon. Again, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day.